0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag, so here, excited to be joined by Jerry Bruno, NLC New York. He runs the chapter out there, known him a long time, always wanted to have him on The Zag, so excited to chat with him now. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Jerry, I was trying to think before we hopped on, how long have we known each other now? I think for almost
1: four and a half years um, when I when I first met you. When, I think it was that convention
0: when I met you. Yeah, that sounds right. How did you hear about NLC in the first place?
1: I applied for NLC um, 2014 just for the 2015 class, which I was a part of. I heard about NLC on Facebook. So I was on Facebook and there was an ad that talked about um, – a training program for people who are progressive. So that took me to the NLC website and they say, oh, I'll go ahead and apply. But I, I, knew, I knew no one prior to applying to NLC. And
0: after you did the program, what was your thought process like in terms of deciding to actually run the chapter?
1: Yeah, I had a really strong co-director and my co-director was Heather Grantham-Deutsch and i really enjoyed the five months we did the fellowship i thought the capstone really allowed me to focus on the areas focus on something i always wanted to do and also the people in the cohort were really special like to this day i'm very close to my um, NLC cohort of 2015. and i think after after June, um, there were opportunities to join the board and I came on to be the communications chair. What led to that was during the fellows fundraiser, I was the comps lead um, for the fundraiser and that just really trickled into thinking about communications for the entire chapter. I did that for three years. And then um, I felt that the time was right to step up to be co-director. I've been approached before and talked about it, but I felt like it's all about timing I think um, who I was paired with, who I was going to work with, was really exciting. So that's why I said to be co-director.
0: And then, you know, each chapter director and, and co-director pair really gets to put their stamp, their influence on the chapter itself. So I'm curious, how would you describe the vibe? Well, we are the largest city in America and we get um,
1: so many applications for our selections process. And I've, I've started under two different co-directors. So my first year was with Christopher Ortiz, and my second year now with Joseph Rodriguez. And I think what's been really focused on, how do you make New York City very localized um, and feel very personal? Because a city of 8.5 million people, it, can sh- it could feel very overwhelming. Like, how do you find your community? So one of the things we have really focused on is deepening our alumni engagements and really curating smaller events that are target-focused. To really best support um, our, our alums, and also think about communications, like you know, one of the strongest selling points of NLC is, like, is what our alums do. So we've really ramped up, um, really featuring our alums. So for Black History Month last year, we featured twenty alumni who were black, and they talked about their story and their products we're working on. This year, the question was um, for the um, during Black History Month, what is one word that defines your blackness? For women's history month, for um for Hispanic um Latino month, we we feature alums. We also encourage alum to tell if you're going to um, be on a panel, if you're going to like um, be in the newspaper, you want to feature as well. Because I think the more people see um, what our alums are doing, it really does talk about the, the strength of the program. Um, that's really our best asset for our alums as well. And
0: our alums are doing some really cool shit in New York that really, really blows you away. When we come back, we'll talk to Jerry a little bit more about life in New York, see if we can have a little bit of rivalry here between L.A., and the Big Apple. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. All right, Jerry, for your, your non-NLC life, how are things? I feel like you've you've been you've been traveling. I always see fun things happening on your social media. What's what's the latest in your in your world these days? You
1: know, I see myself as a world citizen. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like traveling, also traveling, I think the more I get to connect with culture and people, it, it makes me a better human being, really like connecting deeper to humanity. Um, I don't cook, Eric. Um, I don't enjoy cooking, so I eat out every night. Mm. I live in Jackson Heights, New York, a very cool neighborhood um, that has so many food options, which I which I really love. Um, I also like the, cult, the the different cultural institutions we have in New York. People travel the world to come to New York. I've been very intentional about going to different museums, different experiences, different concerts as well. Um, you know, for me, it's about just living life and enjoying and not taking myself too seriously. I mean, you know, we live in a very demanding time and there's always expectations and but I like to enjoy myself. I like going out. Um, I like meeting people. I like going on dates or whatever you want to call it these days. So I really, I really,
0: enjoy that part of New York. And if you could live anywhere else in the country, where do you feel like you'd want to live? I would live in Los Angeles, and I'm not good saying answer, that because
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that because you're on the podcast. Um, I'm saying that because um, it felt very similar. At least where I stayed in um, Los Angeles when I visited, it felt very similar to my um, experience in New York. But I'm also from Miami as well. Um, But my my, my mom lives there. So I could always visit Miami. But I think the West Coast is always warm out there. It reminds me a lot of Miami a little bit. Um, I wouldn't live in a place that's extremely cold. I think this is enough for me in New York. Um, But I I really enjoyed LA. I enjoyed Santa Monica Beach. Um, I enjoyed um, the Gettys Museum. I just knew a lot of cool things in LA. If I could see myself living there. But living like in like West Hollywood or like the Flower District downtown or like in a, um
0: one of those neighborhoods. I'm I'm not sure West Hollywood could handle you, Jerry. But that's probably the place. <laughs> probably the place I suggest you need to go. Hey, one of the things I'm curious about with you being in New York, it's and the presidential primaries in full swing. It's so strange that there's been two former New York mayors who've who've run. Like, what do people who've lived under both Bloomberg and De Blasio? What do they what do they say about those respective campaigns? So
1: I've worked for both
0: mayors. So I started
1: working, my current job, I work um, in New York City government. I I started my career at the Department of Small Business Services. And when Bloomberg was mayor, now I work at the Department of Homeless Services. And um, our current mayor is Mayor de Blasio. I think people have mixed feelings about both of them, right? I think depending on your ideology or depending on what you think is an effective executive, um, people do feel like, when you're a New York City mayor, you have to get stuff done because people demand it and you're so much closer to the people. I think that's an attribute for both de Blasio and Bloomberg. I think people have different um, views about their policy. I'm not sure that always translate to being running for the president president of the united states but i think our the current occupant of the white house is really redefined about really is really redefine what it means to have experience what it means to have a level of decorum a level of decency so i think people feel emboldened to run right and i think that's not a bad thing the question becomes will, can they build a coalition of people throughout the country that could get behind their ideas um, as well i think that's a more difficult part as well and and you know for me like None of them are the candidate I would support, but I
0: think I have friends who would um, who rally behind them as well. And then in terms of political office in New York, there are a few NLC New York alums who've who've run and won, correct?
1: Yeah, so... Um, State Senator Alephandra Biagi was in my NLC class in 2015. Um, she ran um, a year and a half ago or two and won her race. And there's a couple of NLCers right now who's running, and it's really exciting. You know, NLC is more than running for public office. Like, you know, it's really about having progressive or like-minded people in all sectors who are going to really curate the world we deserve, right, in a, in a way that's intentional, that thinks about diversity, inclusion, equity as well. So it's more than running for public office, but it's always exciting when you could highlight someone who has run for public office and one, but I also want to highlight people who have started not-for-profits or people who have work who work in the capital, um, in the private, in the private sector and is really trying to do cool work in that space as well. So, um, Just kudos to all the NLCers who are running, starting a new idea, being part of a larger team, working on a campaign, because what we need is people at
0: all levels, right, to really trying to affect the change we need. Sounds good. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. It's great to catch up with you. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to check out all past episodes. You can get them in all the places where you get your podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all there. Almost 200 plus episodes featuring amazing progressives all across the country. So check those out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.